0: hello everybody how are you today this is karen jane casey on the podcast turn to god with karen and today we have a special we are going to talk about something that is very important to many of us elder abuse and i have with me uh, william lightfoot and he is with lightfoot consulting associates and he consults regarding elder abuse and domestic violence so i have A whole boatload of questions for you today. (laughs) Welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Well, first of all, um, we need to know what is elder, elder abuse. Could you give us the definition for it?
1: Elder abuse is a general term meaning the mistreatment or exploitation of a person 60 or older.
0: 60 or over.
1: Wow. Now, some state that there are some places where they started, sixty-five. But.
0: And um, how widespread is this abuse? I imagine it's um, increased because of the pandemic, right?
1: It has to a point. Uh, there are. Um, There are about uh, six million cases reported every year.
0: Six million. Mm. So um, and why does it happen? I mean, I, I imagine there's lots of reasons, but why does elder abuse uh, happen?
1: Elder abuse happens, um, number one, a person uses the abuse to maintain control over a senior. Uh, it happens for um, a whole host of reasons, really. Um, it happens um, uh, the, it, the, the exercise of that power and control dynamic to get a senior to do things that they want them to do,
0: so to somehow to their advantage,
1: right? It could be that the person who commits the abuse uh, has a drug problem, has an alcohol problem, and I don't want to make that as an excuse, Mm. but because it's not. uh, They may have a history of some kind of antisocial behavior.
0: Okay, so then they have this elderly person that's relatively defenseless. And they take it out
1: on them. They may have mental issues of their own Mm -hmm. uh, that that force, uh, not force them, but cause them to be abusive. Uh, And it could be a case of domestic violence in legal life.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, like husband and wife or intimate partners.
1: (laughs) there, There are a whole host of reasons why a person abuses, but mainly it's that it's that control dynamic.
0: So what are the different forms of elderly elder abuse?
1: There's physical abuse, there is sexual assault, there's emotional abuse, um, There's psychological abuse, financial, and I include institutional abuse or abuse in institutions like care facilities, nursing homes, <laughs> that has really come to light in the past 10 years, 10-15 years.
0: Wow. Well, um, I'd like to skip over uh, physical uh, physical abuse for, for right now and sexual abuse, but could you say a little bit about emotional abuse and how it's different for elderly people? as opposed to maybe domestic violence.
1: Emotional abuse, if you think of it as emotional harassment, uh, you can understand it better. It's how a person talks to a senior or to anyone actually. Um, It is threatening. Mm -hmm. It is uh, the threatening It's ignoring a person as if they just weren't as if they weren't there. Mm. Um, treating a senior as as a child. Uh, anything that is psychologically or emotionally damaging.
0: Okay. Very is, toxic. Very toxic.
1: Right, and there are many seniors who don't really understand that. That's that's wrong.
0: Because they've been through it for, for so long. They or?
1: they. They don't understand that they have some options that it it is to be treated emotionally abusive like that is wrong.
0: Wow. So I I guess one of the more obvious ones would be financial abuse. Could you give some scenarios of how that comes about or how that is evident?
1: Financial abuse is a huge topic. Um, It includes The theft of, and I say theft because it is theft, stealing property from a a senior, taking their property and selling it, Mm -hmm. Uh, forging a a person's signature on checks, Um, stealing, uh, stealing furniture, jewelry, and selling it. Fraud, and, and I, want to, I want people to understand two things, or one thing anyway, uh, seniors are subjected to financial abuse, usually by a caregiver, a relative, or someone they depend on for, for care. Mm-hmm. There's a whole other issue of frauds and scams.
0: So that could be someone outside of the home
1: doing it. The, the dynamics of, of a relative or a caregiver causing financial abuse, and frauds and scams are different. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first instance, we know who's doing the abusing. It, it, it's a relative or a friend or a caregiver. In frauds and scams, though, it's a stranger crime there are people out there that do this for a living
0: right and so then an elderly person would be a good target or appear to be a good target for them to go for they
1: are excellent targets in many cases but when you start to look at the type of abuse or the dynamics of the abuse it's different Hmm. that's a stranger crime and it's usually committed by someone I mean, they have frauds and scams that come out of other countries. Uh, so I want people to understand that that they they're both abuse, mm-hmm. but for different reasons. Uh, you can you can see people who have sudden changes in bank accounts. That should be a red flag to people, mm-hmm. um, especially if they've changed their account to someone who's unknown
0: so that would be something noticed by the banking institution the credit card
1: managers
0: and maybe even family they wouldn't notice this change banks
1: are most most often uh, the first to see financial abuse Mm. and bank employees need to understand what their options are when they think a senior is being abused. Uh, You know, if a senior comes in a bank and there are two strangers with them or with them and she's writing checks, the bank needs to understand that they do have some options to to put a stop to that. Um, That's great. Yes. But the banks need training the same as, as other institutions would. Uh, inclusion or, or putting strange names on bank accounts to include that abuser.
0: Mm-hmm. So that should be a red flag. Yeah,
1: there, there are some red flags out there that people need to understand and, and know about.
0: Okay. Well, what are some of the risk factors that lead to abuse? I mean, we have an elderly person. What are some of the risk factors in that, that they would be abused?
1: To, as a victim, to Uh become a victim? Uh Um, Poor health. And I say poor health because they need that caregiver. They need to have someone as a caregiver. So poor health can sometimes bring on, um, bring on the opportunity to abuse.
0: Because then they're kind of dependent in a dependent right. mode.
1: The, the uh, inability to perform um, simple daily tasks. fixed fixed breakfast, uh, things that we take for granted that we do every day when they need help to do that. That is an opportunity for someone to abuse. Um, Cognitive impairment is is another, Alzheimer's, uh, dementia. some seniors are taken advantage of because they don't understand that they are being abused. Wow. Uh, Social isolation, and I pick on this all the time. Um, Well, that's where we are all
0: at right now. (laughs) I'm getting out of some of it.
1: (laughs) Seniors who are socially, they live alone they are unable to to move freely from point a to point b uh, the isolation alone is is an opportunity for some for an abuser especially if we're talking about a stranger to come in and take advantage because they are alone they are isolated and I try to get groups that I talk to a lot, to break that isolation, Mm -hmm. go visit, make that visit, even if it's just a phone call.
0: That's excellent.
1: You know, make the visit, break Mm -hmm. that, break the isolation. Don't, don't, you know, I, I have, I have seniors that have been, they have gone for months, and they talk to no one, they live alone. They are perfect targets. Mm-hmm. for abuse. Wow. Uh, depression, confusion, all of that can, can cause a senior to become a target for abuse.
0: Wow. So then on the flip side, looking at the elder abuser, um, who is most likely to be an abuser of elderly people?
1: Believe it or not, being male. <laughs> the majority is men, right? <laughs> wow. Uh, under the age of sixty, because that's where the caregiver usually is. They're, mm-hmm. they're younger. Uh, being related. Being what? Being related. Well, oh, related. Daughter, okay. son. Uh, a history of mental illness mm. uh, can create that that. Will to do that, uh, a recent decline in mental health, uh, abusing alcohol, and all of these are, are they call risk factors, but they are are reasons to that that will cause a person to to be an abuser. Uh, it is a, it, the first one should have been the control dynamic to control that senior. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and maybe with financial, just plain old greed.
1: Well, yeah, but the, the control, you need to have the control over that senior to have them do what you want mm-hmm. them to do. Usually against their own best judgment. Wow. Um, a prior history of violence. All of those are are risk factors for people who who commit abuse.
0: Okay. So, what are some of the signs uh, that of a potential abuser? I mean, um, how do how can you tell that someone is potentially with the intent of being an abuser?
1: What usually gets my attention first is that they're overly attentive. Okay. they don't allow the senior. You know, if you ask a senior question, they don't allow them to talk. Oh, okay. they're over attended. They 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 want to appear to be doing everything for the benefit of the senior, mm-hmm. which is not always true. Uh, to control the victims, every action. Wow. And that we're right back to to that control dynamic. Mm-hmm. I, they are in control. Mm. Uh, talks about family, they talk about the victim as if they weren't really human. Mm. It's it's a detached. you know, I, I talk to abusers and they say, well, she does this, or he does that. It's never their name, it's…
0: Oh, okay, they detach themselves yeah, that much. It's,
1: it, it's 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 that detachment or treating them as if they aren't really there. Um, attempts to, um, an attempt to get you to think that the senior's crazy. Mm. Or she's crazy. Or he's crazy.
0: Oh, gaslighting.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, or he's difficult and I hear that a lot well, he's just so difficult to take care of that's an excuse uh, he's clumsy she's clumsy
0: oh that would explain bruises I guess <laughs> And injuries
1: um, and makes excuses for not Providing the opportunity for medical care, Mm -hmm. or they don't take mom or dad to the doctor, they won't give them their meds, or they'll withhold them. I've had some that would actually withhold the meds, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's not that uncommon. Um, You know, the senior will say something that I really need to see the doctor, Well, why? And they just don't take them. They don't want to take them to a doctor. And a senior who is dependent, that, that can be horrible when they know they need to see a doctor, but their caregiver won't take them. They can't go on their own. So they're trapped.
0: Wow. So on the flip side, what are some signs that we can see in a person so we even suspect or think that there might be some abuse happening? Like we see an elder, elderly person, what are some of the signs that we might suspect that abuse is happening?
1: Depression, uh, afraid to talk, afraid to discuss their family life or their life in general. Uh, very leery of of saying something that will upset their caregiver. Mm. It, it's generally fear. You look yeah. for that fear in seeing you to to discuss anything about that caregiver. Wow. And then many times there bruises marks.
0: Afraid to express their needs, I guess. Yeah.
1: Wow. It, it's it, and and if you if you look if you know the senior well enough, you'll know that that's not normal for them.
0: Well, I know we didn't get very far with this, but I hope that it whet the interest of the audience, and they will uh, contact you and and to get more information and to have consultation about it.
1: If, if they have a seniors group and they want to, to have a presentation for their group, their seniors group, mm-hmm. I'll be glad there is, there is a presentation available.
0: Okay, is there anything specific you'd like to tell the audience now that we haven't covered?
1: Learn what you can about abuse and, and the dynamics and the signs of abuse. The more you know, the more you'll be able to pick up and stop the abuse itself.
0: That's right. Knowledge is so important. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, and I want to share your contact information with everyone. And I have some elder abuse hotline numbers. Um, I don't know. I, I will have them in a write-up with the podcast. Um, the elder abuse hotline number is 888 3858 report elder abuse um, report elder fraud 833-372-8311 and then the national center on elder abuse is 855-500-3537
1: can i have one more number and i don't have the number with me but uh the federal trade commission oh uh, if you get their, inf- their their contact number, they have been doing a lot with f- with stranger fraud or fraud frauds and scams. Oh,
0: well, that's wonderful to so know.
1: If you want information or you need information on frauds and scams, no matter what country they're coming from, the Federal Trade Commission has has a whole host of information
0: about that so add that to your list and um, you can contact mr lightfoot at uh, lightfoot consulting associates that's in richmond his email is lightfootwh976 at gmail.com and his phone number he's allowed me to give it mm. 800 um not 800 804 986 4631.
1: Now if, I, if I'm if i unable to answer, just leave me a message and, and tell me who you are and why you call and I'll call you back.
0: All right. Okay. Well, thank you very much and I hope that that has really um, given you some knowledge about the topic of elder abuse and what's your interest on in finding out more because this is a per- pervasive problem we are facing now. Well, thank you and God bless.